lemon on the edge. Welcome. Lane Lemon is in the back seat. I'm back here. Anthony Sellers is driving. So, two-tone guest. How's it feel, Anthony? Awesome. Something you've been putting high on your goals chart. Of course. Is it? Always. Okay. Anthony's dad, Mike, is also here, but we don't know if he's going to say anything or not. <laughs> so, so he's hanging out listening. We're headed to Bree, Ohio to go to Brown's training camp. And Blaine's been bothering me to do this show for some reason. <laughs> so I figured that we would just do it and knock one out. What is this, episode six? Something like that. Yeah, man. Gotta keep the, the uh, viewers happy. <laughs> With our consistency. That's right. Gotta, gotta keep, get the people what they want. That's right. So I've been sitting here trying to think of some topics we could talk about. But first off, how are you, Lane? How are you doing, buddy? Not too bad. Pretty excited. I've never been to a training camp before, so excited to see what, what all it has to offer. Yeah. This will be me and Anthony's second time. Two years in a row. Sad that we couldn't bring E, but we got good company with us. Right, Mike? Yes, Mike's like, yep, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> this feels really familiar. Feels really familiar. You're going to hear just a random laugh. Like, oh, who was that guy? <laughs> Uh, it's almost like me at the beginning. That's exactly yeah, you yeah. beginning to try answers. What's, See, what's now up? you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn more a lot about me here. What's up, Anthony? Not much. Okay. Way way to carry your weight. Mike, Mike, do, he, do what I can. He, he can come in as a guest caller. <laughs> he could call. He'd be like, long time listener, first time caller. I'm gonna hang up. Like Mike, you forgot your question. <laughs> He's too excited. Um, has, I've actually called into a radio show before and been on the air a long time ago. Has anybody ever done that? Uh, my Sports show? was doing a uh, show for a few weeks and I called in on his. Oh, really? And uh, talked about the new video a little bit. Nice. I called uh, Bruce Drennan live once or twice. So I called uh, Brown's Red Show. Nice. I haven't done it in years, but there used to be this station called One on One Sports, like back in the '90s, and they they were talking about Sammy Sosa, <laughs> and I called in and I asked a question about Sammy Sosa, and another time they were talking about wrestling, and I called in. And that's the only time I ever called. I tried calling in a few weeks ago. They were doing uh, on Fox Sports Radio. I forget which show it was, but they were having people call in and guess the top ten uh, college football teams in revenue. I tried calling in, but I didn't. Get what was your top ten that you were going to guess? Oh, the one I was going to guess was uh, Georgia, just because they had already gotten some, and then somebody eventually didn't get it. Oh, okay, so you were, didn't have to come up with the old list. Somebody guessed Northwestern. And the guy, whoever was thinking of the show, he said, that's a terrible guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Ju- Julie Louis Dreyfus' son does go there. I don't know if he's still there or not. He played basketball because I remember she's at the tournament when Northwestern was in there a couple years ago, like two seasons ago. Shout out to Seinfeld. Um. So yeah, and we already got Mike to talk, so he's already talked more than you did, like the first ten minutes of your first podcast episode. It happens. <laughs> uh, he's still teaching you things at this age, Anthony. Never stop learning. So first thing I want to talk about, Lane. Lane is uh, Conor McGregor. Now, last time we talked about Conor McGregor on the show was when he was getting ready to fight Floyd Mayweather last summer. Right. And we both correctly predicted he would lose. 
even though they made a show of it and let it last so many rounds or whatever. A few months ago, Conor McGregor got in some trouble because he uh, he attacked a bunch of people in Brooklyn during a UFC event, and I think he got hit with like seven counts, or no, 12 possible criminal charges. Wow. Yeah, and he's been in court, in and out of court, and finally... He pleaded guilty to a single violation of disorderly conduct in Brooklyn uh, this past Thursday. And there's no jail time. It will not affect his travel visa, and he will not have a criminal record. So, what are your thoughts on Connor getting off easy? I mean, in, this, in, in that sport, you got a bunch of guys in the egos. I feel like this probably happens a little bit more often. I think like this probably happens a little more often than, than they let on to be, um, but because of being McGregor and he did it in front of the camera and all this. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised by it. Uh, I don't think that what he did really warranted jail time. Um, but I thought they were blowing it up a it lot really too when it was slap. happening. Yeah, it's, it's a slap on the wrist. I mean, it's, if that, I mean, you're probably going to find it. Oh, you're talking about boxing. Watch him. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I'm talking about. I didn't really have fun watching him box. Oh, that's true. It really wasn't much to see. They're talking about for Connor, uh, him getting an octagon later this year. Dana's already came out. Dana White and said that him and Connor are good, despite how angry Dana was yeah. right after the incident. And I'm finding out that Dana is a, is a lot. He's definitely a promoter because Dana will come out and trash somebody right after a fight. But then two weeks later, Dana's like, "We'll say the great, say he's a great person." You make, you make somebody that kind of money, they'll, uh, they'll give you a second chance. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to slaughter this, but they're looking at, um, I believe he's a light heavyweight champion right now, Khabib uh, Nurmagomedovic. Nurmagomedovic. He might. Let's just call it Khabib. So they want to do a Khabib fight or maybe Tony Ferguson. So I think Connor will be back this year. So look for that in the... My chances to beat it. Definitely. Um, look for that coming in the fall, early winter. Anthony, what are your thoughts on Connor? Lots of that will happen. I don't. You know? Yeah. Don't care about I, Connor I, I, anyway. I haven't been paying attention to us. I don't really but I mean, that's fair. Mike, what about you? Any kind of You don't follow it too much. I only follow certain people. I'm getting into it a little bit more. But Connor's kind of a big story. I, I am not shocked either that he got off so easily. Um, I don't know which way we go. <laughs> we might be going down the wrong, wrong path. Here's something to think about, though. They popped into my head whenever they said they don't really follow the MMA. I mean, it's not as big as other sports are. Uh, and I think that probably has a lot to do with having to pay $60 to watch their show. Yeah. Um, so We're fun to borrow at Morgantown that's actually showing it. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I'll, I would assume that obviously has something to do with the, uh, the fact that, I mean, it is popular, uh, but it isn't as popular as it could be. Um, boxing was huge at one time. Because you had, I mean, I don't know. They have people do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It used to be real expensive too. Just things like that. I mean, you're kind of limiting your audience. People that are wanting to get a taste of the MMA see what it's like, they're not going to be willing to drop 60, 70, 80 bucks on a, on a fight. Um, or at least I would. Right. Try something new. You know what I mean? So I think that if, you know, then they have started putting more on uh, TV, but not big fights, but fights, uh, UFC fight night and stuff like that. They give more of a, an opportunity to watch, but I think that if they either made it a little bit cheaper or just gave a few pay-per-views for free to see if people were watching. I feel like they would grow in popularity more. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Didn't ESPN just do a deal with UFC, though? Um, I'm trying to look. Yeah, right they here. Got, like that Fight Night stuff that they did, the UFC Fight Night. Yeah, so I think they bought it from Fox. Yeah, ESPN and UFC have agreed a five-year deal that will bring mixed martial arts uh, in 2019. Okay. I have not heard that. Yeah, so deal consists of 30 UFC Fight Nights events, including 10 main cards on ESPN's television networks. Other 20 will stream on ESPN Plus company streaming service. So that's not bad. I mean, that'll that'll definitely get more eyes on it. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel like WWE has solved the pay-per-view. YOLO Winery. YOLO Winery. We're going to stop there on the way back. You're good. I kind of feel like WWE has figured out the way to do the pay-per-view thing by offering a subscription service. I don't. I know that a lot of sports, major sports, would not want to copy a professional wrestling's model, but they could charge more for something like that. Well, you look at ESPN and still make it more affordable. Go ahead. That ESPN Plus, that new thing, it's a subscription-based product. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the possibility of uh, them? I think it's something they should definitely try out. Um, it's cheaper. Uh, it's, it's a, like you said, it's a subscription that comes with more than just one fight. Give you a couple. I don't know that much about the WWE app subscription thing, but I'm sure there's a lot more to it than just like you can watch the show one Right, yeah. It's nine ninety nine, and then you have access to their whole library. So you can watch anything, essentially, that really? has ever happened with WWE or other wrestling territories that they've bought their video libraries. I'd be willing to spend $10 to check it out. Yeah. So, so if UFC did something like that, where they made their archives available, too, I, I think that they could kind of come up, overcome that whole $60 barrier. Right. So interesting to look forward to. How do you think Connor's going to look when he gets back in Octagon? I mean, I wouldn't see... I don't see why he would have changed anything. I mean, he hasn't been in jail. He hasn't been living his life. Yeah, so he'll I'd be prepared. He's been training yeah. and um, I think he'll come out hungry. He'll be ready to go. He hasn't really been in Octagon. It'll be, over, it'll be over a year since he's fought the Octagon. And he does again. Yeah, because it's actually been since November of 16. Really? Since the last time he was in there, yeah. Wow. So it's been quite a while. Um, the, I'm curious to see um, if he can, uh, if he's the star that UFC really needs to come back at this point, because they don't really have a marquee guy. They have Cormier. Stipe just finally lost to Cormier. They want to bring back Brock Lesnar in January. But with Rousey losing and then Connor going and doing a boxing match and then taking as much time off as he has, they don't have any true faces of the promotion right now. So 
uh, it's really big to see Connor come back and see if Connor do well to kind of get some credibility back about their ability to make marketable stars. So I think it's funny how how bland some of the UFC stuff looks. Like Lesnar came into the ring and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, he was going to do it if Stipe won too. Yeah, exactly. So if, if they, I mean, I'm not saying like so the fights are decided. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're trying to create things out of nothing. Bring Brock back. And have him come up and then make a big deal about something and just get the hype back. I mean, it's definitely just a, a hype tool to try and get more attention. Just, I know I was, as soon as I got the notification, I looked at it and I was excited to watch Rock fight again, you know. As soon as they got the notification, I looked at it and I was excited to see. And right now, you're right, I can't part the name any UFC fighters. And as much as I'm starting to enjoy watching more UFC people, another problem that I have is I never know. It's hard. I mean, they fight so little because of how violent the sport is, too. So it makes it difficult to really follow somebody where they get two fights a year, maybe three max. If, and that's if they didn't have any major injuries. Right. So that, that makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Moving right along, we're going to get into a little NBA beef. <laughs> we plan on uh, talking to... Uh, my friend Marcus here about some uh, the off-season moves. Hopefully within the next week or so, he wanted to do it. And he already sent us a bunch of questions, so I hate to leave him out. Even though we have his questions, we could leave him out. But I'm not going to do that. <laughs> we got your questions, Marcus. Um, CJ McCollum of the Portland Trailblazers and Kevin Heel Durant <laughs> got into it recently. Uh, right after Kevin Durant did McCollum's podcast, essentially McCollum does, has never liked the fact that KD went to the Warriors. They kind of brushed on it in the podcast, but then it got brought back up on Twitter, of course. And so somebody asked, apparently Big Cat of Barstool Sports asked McCollum, is it okay to start calling uh, KD, calling them the B word? And I guess McCollum said something about, let's not call people the B-word, it's not nice, it's not respectful to women, yada, yada, yada. But McCollum says, I think the B-word is harsh and it shouldn't be used. He know that decision was soft to go to the Warriors, and I respect it, but I respect it. Then he said, it's like getting jumped with your brothers by a gang you should have beat, then joining the gang that jumped you and your brothers two months later, and then forgetting about your bros. So KD replied, so I would get into a gang fight, Lose, lose, fly on my brother for two months in our home, and then go get in the game we lost to and beat him up. You think that lowered me, CJ? I just did your podcast. Snakes in the grass, boy, I tell you. And then McCollum said, oh, I'm not bad at I'm on an Instagram post or something. Yeah. So, Lane, what do you think about that? I think it's kind of getting laughable how much Kevin Durant doesn't care what people think about him. Uh, he's... <laughs> really just living the life. I mean, I as much as I don't like the move, him going to the Warriors, I mean, he's got two titles now. And two MVP awards. Two MVP finals MVPs. Yeah. I can't I can't say that I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be if I was in his position. I mean, I would I'd be extremely happy with the position that I was in. Um, but, I, I mean, Kevin Durant, he just, I think he's lost respect for a bunch of people uh, just because of I mean, I could easily see him moving on from the Warriors in a few years. He just doesn't seem like a guy. He went to four different high schools in four years. So he's oh, like, I didn't know that. Um, 
you got to think, you know, from high school, senior year, uh, to Texas, played one year in Texas, went to Seattle, played one year in Seattle, went to Oklahoma City. So he hasn't really been in the same place. Well, Seattle wasn't his fault. Right. That would be Clay Bennett in Oklahoma City Thunder. And I wasn't, I wasn't stating fault. I'm just stating the fact that hey, he's comfortable with with change. Yeah. He doesn't mind it. He okay. doesn't, you know, he doesn't like staying in the same place for too long. Um, and that's been proven. I mean, everybody knows it's a soft move. Everybody does. I mean, it's it's basically taking a video game and turning off the fair trade and stacking one team. I mean, that really is what it, what, what's happened in real life. But um, I mean. For him to say, because he didn't mention the fact that during the podcast, uh, KD said that made a joke about you know the Trailblazers they're not going to win a title. Oh yeah, a chance. I did miss well, that. Well, maybe the truth. Um, and while you're joking with your boys, you know behind closed doors, I don't think that he would have taken too much offense to that. But the fact that it was uh, on a podcast and it was broadcast, I mean, it's disrespectful. Uh, kind of embarrassing for him, so I can understand why why CJ got upset about it uh, and why he said something about it. Uh, and I think Katie is just honestly, like I said, he doesn't care who likes him, doesn't care who doesn't like him, and he's just running his mouth really wherever he wants and burner accounts or on his regular account. He's just got a big mouth, and, yeah, but he can back it up. So, um, what about you, Anthony? Yeah, no, I was up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, so you're like Kevin Durant, you don't care. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. I hate Golden State, so I, I have a, Yeah, you do hate Golden State. I have State. a huge hatred towards them. Well, they, they stole the title from yeah. you at 15. Yeah, so. Yeah, got lucky at 15, essentially. Yeah. So, obviously, then, I don't have a high opinion of Durant since he went there. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Any thoughts on Kevin Durant? I hate to get went to Golden State. Yeah. I, just, I hate to see all the player sometimes. It's, it's like in baseball, you know, the Indians are going to lose a lot of their good players. Because they can't the afford them. Yeah. Yeah, but the NBA is really a player driven league. Yeah, really I mean, the, the anomaly was the Kawhi and the Rosen trade, but like in general, it's a player-driven league. And it just goes to show a lot about how much the game has changed because of free agency and because yeah. of player movement and <clears throat> and just because it's, it's so easy for a team to for a player to move on from a team or force his way out. Yeah. Um. I mean, I love Heel KD. <laughs> I love that. It, I love the fact that he sits there and acts his way. And then I've listened to all his podcasts of Bill Simmons, and he's Simmons will ask him a question. And he's like, "I don't care," and he he really doesn't. I mean, he, he wanted to play in the Golden State system. It's paid off so far. It's paid him handsomely. He's going to be there next year, and he really doesn't care what defines his legacy. And he's probably right. The Trailblazers will never win a championship. Not with this current lineup, and not with the Golden State Warriors and LeBron James and the Rockets in the West. So, I don't think it's he's talking crazy or anything like that by any means. I, I think it's, and also I think KD's reply was hilarious. 
because the idea of plotting on your own brother after you got beat up by a gang, it's like, well, I lost this fight by myself, so I'm going to go get in this gang and beat up my brother. I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, I, and, you know, like I said, he's, like I said, he's not wrong. I don't think that what he said was really even that crazy about the not winning the title. It's just the fact that it was broadcasted and it exploded. And you'd want me, you'd be all right with me making a joke about you, man in this car, but if I go post something on Facebook about it, you're not going to be feeling the same type of way about it, because... That would get an angry reaction. It's exposed to everyone, so... Yeah. That's, I also do think, I think it's interesting how that it does differ in sports as far as uh, how much players do move and how much they control their own destiny. Because, um, I mean, you look at someone like Aaron Rodgers in the NFL, he's really, I mean, he's had some weapons, but... He's pretty much. They had to gotten him a running back in how many years? And years since they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they had a running back. I mean, wide receivers are okay, I guess. I mean, but he's kind of one of those guys that they can keep wide enough and I mean, keep it with the ball wherever. It's just funny to me how he's played there his whole career. He never, never once has he thought about going somewhere else. Uh, but I don't. Teams. And he's also gotten signed and stuff before to where he doesn't like. He doesn't have have as much. Control over is what I mean by being a player driven league. Yeah, like that's the true. NBA, the players have so much control on what they can do to get, like with player options and stuff, to get to where they want to be in a in a favorable situation for them. Whereas NFL, they don't really have that. Like the CBA's really kind of ironclad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like chain them basically, kind of handcuff them. I think the system of the football team plays a lot more uh, into play when it does come to free agency. That's where someone yeah. goes, as opposed to the NBA, it's more. It can be more, Yeah, and it can be individualistic, like right. the play side can be. And no one's going. To, I mean, no one's going to because <laughs> they want to. Like, yeah. Javon Carter. Know, they have like a great team, you know, and they can stack. I mean, it's, it's getting a little bit more now. It's player stacks, uh, super teams, things like that. That destination doesn't matter as much as who's there. Um, but I feel like for the most part, the NFL is driven by what system you think you'll fit with more than where you're going to be playing. Yeah. Realistically, you're playing in the wintertime, it's going to be cold no matter what. And you rarely see any kind of kind of thing with NFL free agents where it's like a big name's going to come out on the market and it's just like it just doesn't happen. Yeah, you get all the second tier, third tier players yeah. in the market no matter what. I would actually like to see something like that. It'd be interesting to see it in the NFL where teams are going to I don't know, not Rodgers, let's say Ezekiel Elliott in a couple years. Everybody's flying to Dallas trying to get Ezekiel Elliott to play for them or something like that. I would like to see that. But who are we doing right now? Well, yeah. I mean, or last year. Uh, I mean, and with these, it's, it's tougher in football for the players because to me, they play a tougher sport and get paid less money for it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. A lot less. It's still a lot of money. I mean, it's not, but, you know. And salary caps are comparable, but when you got to pay 50 players compared to there's 10, 12. Yeah, and you look at how many quarterbacks you heard, that's the least physical position on the field. Yeah. So it's, uh, it creates. Uh, hesitation to commit to players like that, like Le'Veon Bell, perfect example. But yet they still hamstrung straight up. So like, you know, average players, I play in the NFL is like three years. Yeah, especially running back. Rookie contracts are four years. Like so, they're hand like once they sign, they're they're there for four years and they don't have control. Like they, they 
how do the players get a little bit of that control back and create to like move around or get into a more desirable spot? I mean, that would be that's that's what's happened in the NBA. If, if you don't pay me, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's it. And you know, in the NFL, they can say we're not paying you because they're not going to pay you. And if you leave here, and I mean, because you can't guarantee. Le'Veon Bell has been one of the best running backs, but still, how many games he missed? Yeah, in the past three years. Yeah, he's, he's missed several. You got to think about that. You're spending money on somebody that may or not may or may not be there. And um, another thing is with the franchise tag, I mean, it, it, like you said, it just makes it easy for a team to keep someone. Yeah, they have they have so much more control in the NFL over the players than what the like NBA baseball do. Yeah, like Cousins was franchised for like three straight years by the Redskins. No, it's two. Was it just two? It was two. Okay, it felt like it was three straight years, and. I mean, obviously, he's he's now gone. Yeah, but he's also the first NFL player to get a fully guaranteed contract. That's true. So maybe things could be changing. But I mean, it was still you got to change collective bargaining in order yeah. for it to really become more player driven. Going down the line. Brady could just get five years. Yeah, sure did. Really, I think we really got four. And then, and then, of course, Bell tweeted something about about it as soon as Gurley uh, signed that contract. The Rams spent a lot of money in the offseason. Yeah, they still have to pay Aaron Donald. Yeah. So, they'll have, they'll have the room to pay him. But, but speaking of uh, free agents who um, who are out there and what you would think would get more interest or even have that kind of sweepstakes going on um, because he was released, Des Bryant is still without a team. Um, he was released by the Cowboys... Five months ago? It feels like it's been forever ago now. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, And he, I mean, we're getting into training camps. We're headed to one right now. And Dez is still without a home. So, um, any ideas why Lane still isn't signed? Or Lane, why? Did I say Lane still isn't signed? (laughs) Why Dez Bryant? Hey, hey, I got a solid 40 times. Well, uh, you might be your size. You might just be too short for the NFL lane. That might be it. Any reason why Des Bryant isn't signed yet? Because he's Des. I mean, because he's still chirping at the Cowboys. Because he's not a mature adult, and nobody wants that in their locker room. Uh, match match that with looking at stats from the last few years. They've definitely depleted went down a little bit. Uh, and granted, they were running the football team. The Cowboys were, but still, if you're going to be, you know, requesting that much money, and even if he's not, I mean, I'm shocked that he's not signed yet. Like I really am, because of all the egos in the NFL, I mean, I, I, I didn't think it'd be that big of a deal to sign him, especially whenever right. we're talking veterans minimum. I mean, nobody in the league can take a chance on that. The Panthers. I mean, I wouldn't even want to see the Panthers take a stab at him. Right. Yeah, Cam has no weapons again. Well, Greg Olson, I guess. Anyways, it's it's Dez's fault why Dez is inside. It's not a, it's not a big secret uh, that he is the cancer's the locker room. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get the ball, he's mad. And he'd rather win, or he'd rather score a touchdown himself than his team win the game. That's just, you know, you never want that on your team. I, um, I kind of compare it to Ocho Cinco a few years back, where he was a Bengal forever. 
and then he started declining, of course. And then once he finally, I can't remember if the Bengals cut him or what. Like he bet, I think he went to maybe one or two other teams. But like you look at his resume, it's like, oh, it's Chad Chad Johnson. Like maybe you should put Chad Johnson on your team. And nobody was trying to check for him. And then same thing with Terrell Owens. And same thing for Randy Moss towards the end. They didn't know who you're talking about, Chad Johnson. <laughs> Ocho Cinco. You know Ocho Cinco. And that might might have been it. Um, I, I don't. Des just never lived up to the hype for me. Cause like coming out of Oklahoma State, yeah. everybody was like, I mean, he got Michael Irvin's number, which I immediately disagreed with. Um, and everybody was like, oh, Des Bryant is going to be the next great Cowboys wide receiver. And and he just wasn't. Like, he had his moments, but definitely his ego and his mouth got him way more attention than his actual play did. Him and Romo had a good relationship, I feel like. But with, between Romo not being able to stay on the field and then Des having whatever going on, whether it was just – he had a bad game or he was just double teamed the whole time. Dez just never seemed to find a way to make an impact on the game like someone, let's say, a Julio does. Julio finds a way. Right. Like, everybody knows that Julio Jones is going to get the ball thrown to him by Matty Ryan, but he still finds a way to get to it. Go out there and get it. And no one else does that. Is that the Hall of Fame? Yes. yes. Passing the Pro Football Hall of Fame is a proud moment for me because I'm not going in there today, so... Been there? I've not been there. I spent like six hours there. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, we're early. We could technically go to Pro Football Hall of Fame if we wanted to. And things like, nah. Oh my god. You got, you got paid to get in? Yeah. How much? I think it's like 15 bucks. That's not bad. Past the exit. Way to crush my dreams. Um, so I, I just didn't see what all the hype was about. And my most memorable Dez moment was when he almost beat the Packers a couple years ago and it wasn't a catch. <laughs> so that was a catch. It was a catch. Say, is it a catch or is it not? It was a catch. I said it was, a catch. was a catch. I said that was a catch. And um, I was surprised the Cowboys let him go because of how loyal Jerry Jones is to his players to a fault. But maybe maybe things are changing for old Jerry. Like maybe he's actually trying to get another one before he's completely senile. And I think his son's still running the operations now. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't you? He's do going that. to come over Don't here. Don't you do that, Dodge? They want to. They didn't do it. Anthony, what are your thoughts on this? Hey, look, number one Raiders fan. Is that I couldn't make out because I wasn't sure if it was a Raiders logo or not. But it is a California, so shout out to my Raiders. Shout out to Jericho. Shout out to Jericho. Anyways. Anyway, back to you. Um, I just know he's pulling back. He's just trying to get him into training camp here. To get him practice as soon as like. Might be in as soon as Monday to see. Uh, get a visit in. To get a visit in. Uh, according to Mary Kay. I think we're going to show up today and he's going to be there. Yo, that would be I'll, dope. I'll run around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, because um, as far as the Browns go, go ahead. They need it. They need it. Make yeah. sure they have some stability. It doesn't hurt the breed of the competition. I mean, if you're going to allow Josh Gordon to 
stay in your locker room. You can't, I mean, you can't really say that you don't want Dez there. Yeah. True. Oh, I just, I, I don't think Josh Gordon plays in the locker room. <laughs> no, he's a cancer no. to himself. Well, yeah, he, he shoots himself in the foot. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't think, you know. He may not, yeah, he may not be as, as you know, controversial towards other people. As a Browns fan, to me, Des Bryant, once his production falls off, he's just not worth the trouble. Yeah. yeah. That's all he was doing. As a Browns fan, I think we've got to prepare just to go without Josh Gordon this year. You think he's going to be going all year? Because I'll just get ready to ask, well bring that up. You might as well just prepare for him. Not to there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I just saw where I just read it while I was getting topics, and everything that Dorsey said he could be out 30, 20, yeah. many days as he wants because yeah. he checked himself back into rehab. But there's nothing that he hadn't passed anything. So, but they might they might need that help. They they got Jarvis Landry now, Corey Coleman. We can't expect anything from him right now. I forgot he existed. <laughs> I think he forgot he existed. And so, bringing in Dez would not be a bad move for the Browns, especially with Gordon's status up in the air again. Well, they drafted that fourth-round receiver. Oh, Antonio Callaway. Yeah, he, he comes around. You know, He's like a first-round talent, they said. Yeah, Florida, he, I watched him play a few games. He's, he's explosive. Elaine's a college football guy, so he, he knows all these guys. Uh, so... Would you sign Des? You would have a problem with it. You take the chance. I'll, yeah, I mean, as long as he's in shape, I'd take the chance. And as long as he understood like where his place was. Mm-hmm. I mean, no offense to the fans in the car, but what do you have to lose as the Browns? As the Browns? Exactly. I mean, you have exactly nothing to lose. Everything to gain with the minimum veterans minimum contract if he's if he's accepted. If he will accept that, right? Um, you know. What's the difference? Yeah, it's, it's not, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be high risk at all. Um, I wouldn't mind the Raiders taking a look at him, especially because Martavis Bryant, I keep hearing rumors that he could get suspended again. Nothing's happened or nothing's been reported as of yet, but it was like a month ago I heard that he could possibly be gone again, and then the Raiders got rid of Crabtree. So it's just into um, Amari Cooper. Jody? Jordy and Jordy. I keep forgetting about Jordy. It's so weird for him not to be in the pet in Green Bay, even yeah, if he's on my team. I don't want to hear from him about playing about your wide receivers. Yeah. Jordy's coming off three number ones. Didn't Jordy tear his ACL again last year? What'd he do? So I'm, I'm was, well, last year or two years Two years ago was his ACL. I forget why he missed so much time this past season. It was it was a big injury though. So Shoulder. Probably one of the reasons the Packers didn't bring him back, honestly. Oh, yeah. I, I would believe that. Was he a free agent? No, they, well, they cut him, I think. Yeah, they cut him. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I think the Browns would take the shot on Dez. And I'm really worried about Josh Gordon now because I had no idea that he had checked himself back in and all this nonsense that's <sighs> going on again. Man, Josh Gordon. All right, so next thing I got is we're going to do a little game we're going to call Player Watch NFL. And I'm going to just toss a random 
player out there, and we can kind of throw our thoughts out about him. Uh, we'll just do a couple because the list I found had 32 options, and I'm not doing. We don't got to do 32 by any means, but we could definitely uh, take some shots here. So the first one I want to think, talk about is the first pitcher that came up is Andrew Luck going into the 2018 NFL season. Well, something makes it to the sidelines. I mean, that's a, that's I mean, a big one. Yeah, is he going to be healthy enough to play? Because he hasn't played. He missed all last season. Well, they said he started the first preseason game. How oh, is he now? Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Uh, so he is starting. Uh, I think the happiest person in the world right now would be T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> because his, he was, I think he led the league in receiving two years ago. He did? I mean, he fell off. I mean, not really fell off last year, but rightfully so with, with a subpar quarterback. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Andrew Luck, we're just going to see if he's comfortable, see if, if the shoulders work deep where it needs to be. And, I mean, that's just kind of a wait-and-see type thing. I think that that division is wide open. Uh, oh, absolutely. Jacksonville, how to play the world, so he can throw four interceptions in a game. Or four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. And then you got Sean Watson coming off an ACL. It's a wide open division. The Titans, I think, will probably finish last in the division this year. I don't think they did anything because they lost to Marco Murray. Mm-hmm. But with Andrew Luck, I mean, he's that big of a game changer that they can skyrocket and win that division. But I think, honestly, honestly, if he's healthy and Watson's healthy, that might be an underrated as being probably the toughest division in football. Oh, well. Yeah, I just want to see him return to form. I really like Andrew. Um, he led me to a fantasy football championship a couple years ago, so I can't be too mad. So looking forward to that. We're going to bounce, keep it in the division. Leonard Fournette, year two with Jacksonville. Well, year two is always uh, a lot of rookies come out and do well year one. Dak Prescott, a good example, and then they take a step back in year two, and I think a lot of that has to do with the film that they build on you. Uh, they, they have a lot, a lot more to look at at an NFL level after the first year and make the game play a little bit better. Happened to RG3. I think it happens a little more in quarterbacks than it does running backs. And, and Kaepernick. Players. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I think uh, the reason they were so good last year has a lot to do with him taking the pressure off the world. A lot of pressure. running threat. So, I mean, he, he came out and said the NFL was going to be easy and he made it look easy until he got hurt. It, it would be surprising if he didn't. Like it would, all, it had to be injuries or yeah. something crazy in order yeah. for him to not have such a good year. Especially the way Jacksonville's just like the way their team's built and set up. Yeah, Jacksonville's a team that can you know really control the tempo, get you a good defense. They can, I mean, I mean they did it to Steelers twice last year. So, uh, I, I definitely think he's an impact player, and I don't. I don't think he's. I think he's not going to have a sophomore slump. I think he he'll repeat or do even do better than he did last year. Actually, as far as Jacksonville's record, though, that's a whole different story. Because who knows? They're built to win, though. I can see Jacksonville doing exactly what they did last year, and I could also see him, you know, going four twelve. Yeah, exactly. So we brought him up earlier in this episode. Well, I did. 
Minnesota Vikings now own Kirk Cousins. I love it. Moving, moving away from um, who they had last year. Case Keenum. They moved away from Case Keenum. And now they got Kirk from Washington. I love it. Uh, I think Kirk was in a bad situation uh, and still played good football in Washington. Um, and that says a lot about still being able to be productive even though, you know, it's not always the best situation. He's, he didn't really feel valued there. Um, and now he's got a fresh start with the team, got a good contract, guaranteed money, so he's got no other excuse to be uh, upset about anything. And I think he's got a lot of good weapons to deal with and digs along with Dalvin Cook. He's another one you can compare. To oh, Dalvin. I forgot Dalvin's coming back. You can say the same thing about him as you did about Fournette. Mm-hmm. Your favorite in that division. Maybe the conference? Um, and I think they're, they're a Super Bowl team. They're definitely there. I mean... Now, one thing I... Other than Dalvin Cook last year, and I didn't notice this until I heard on actually another podcast. You got to think... You listen to another podcast? That, the hell's wrong with you? That defense, they were lucky that nobody got hurt all year. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't happen in the NFL. Uh, they, they got pretty lucky in that sense. So if that if they can stay healthy again, I, I don't see a reason why they're not going to see them more, at least to be in the playoffs. I mean, you never know. Not if a playoff is one game, you're out in that seven-game series. So if you have a bad yeah. game, you're done. Yeah. But I, I, they definitely have. I mean, I would put them in the top three most talented teams in the league. I really have liked Cousins for a while now. Uh, he was one of the reasons why I enjoyed watching, watching the Redskins. Um, I think he did regress a little bit last year, but the Redskins got hurt so quickly uh, with injuries on the offensive line and everything. And he had no wide receivers. And he had no wide receivers because they, they let go of um, yeah, Garcon and they let go of Jackson. Um, so they, they really had nobody for him to throw to last year. And then we talk about Jordan Reed getting a concussion every time he steps funny. So this situation in Minnesota is a good one. I really like watching Minnesota last year as well. Um, I've watched a couple of their games because I watched uh, the Browns game with them last year, when they played the Browns last year. And they got they definitely have a lot of things in place where they could potentially be um, in a Super Bowl, like you just said. But then this is when Kirk, it really all falls on Kirk because for years people like Redskins fans or Marcus, he's a Redskins fan, has been saying that Kirk is overrated. Like, if this doesn't work out, it all is going to fall on Kirk's shoulders. So it's a make or break year, but all the pieces are there for Kirk. Yep. He's looking for stuff. Um, let's see who else. The New York Giants, Saquon Barkley. Let's talk about him. Who I wanted the Browns to take number one personally. I thought he was the best player in the draft. Um, it's huge. It's huge. It's size for him. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just what remains to be seen is how, how he plays. I mean, I think he fit well with that offense. Clearly, clearly missing the running back last year. Kind of a big hole. Um, their defense. They couldn't keep a healthy back either. And really. Took him from the Super Bowl to the second pick. In my eyes. 
the giant hole of running back because they're talented. I mean, Sterling Shepard getting hurt, OBJ got hurt, and Brandon Marshall got hurt. Yeah. Uh, so. They benched Eli, one of the dumbest things I've seen in sports yeah. in years, for Genius. WVU alumna, alumna, WVU alumna Geno Smith. So, I mean, I think that it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that the Giants are going to win more than three games this year. Yeah. Uh, I think that 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 division is also pretty up in the air. The Eagles are, I would say, the favorite again. Considering they just won the Super Bowl and didn't really lose anybody. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I like the Giants. I like their squad. I like Sterling uh, Shepard. It's really good. I just hope he stays healthy. Yeah, um, I love Saquon. I've always been a big fan of a, a big, bruising running back, and he definitely fits that bill. He's a he's a franchise player. Like he's going to make a difference immediately. Um, Eli is the right quarterback for him to come in under. Someone who can control the game. We're about to get off the interstate. <laughs> and I, I I do see the giant. I mean, the NFC is definitely going to be tougher than it was. I think the Redskins are going to be last. Uh, I I like the Cowboys' schedule. But it all depends on how Dak plays this season, really, and how they adjust with losing Dez and bringing in Tavon and how the defense is and things like that. Um, but the Giants and the Eagles are clearly the favorites. I'm there with you on that. Uh, who else? I got one for you. Okay, go ahead. Jimmy Graham with the Packers. Oh, my gosh. That just seems like... That is uh, years of frustration at that position paying off finally for for the Packers, and he didn't. That's not who they listed on here. They listed Mike. Them bringing in Mike Patine as a defensive coordinator as the biggest player move on this list. So that is so ginormous. Going the whole left by Bubba Franks. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, because. Wait, didn't they have who they have last year though? I thought they had Jermichael Finley for a while. Okay, they had Jermichael Finley. Last year they had. No? Uh, I don't remember who they had. I thought they brought in some. Michael Bennett. Thank you, Michael Bennett. Um, He could have been something, but. Yeah, yeah, that's. But, um. Yeah, Michael Bennett plays defense. Um, Of course, Aaron Rodgers got hurt last year. This could be huge because honestly, in Seattle, I think they started using him more last year. He played three seasons in Seattle, I believe. They started using him more last year, but they never quite got it right. This could be a monster year for Aaron Rodgers and um, Jimmy Graham together. I was a huge fan of what he did in New Orleans and was shocked at how he was using Seattle. This could be a return to form, so I'm excited for this. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Eh? It's a, big, it's a big weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Something's been asking for. Finally, finally get it to him. I'm still concerned with the running game and defense. But uh, you got Aaron Rodgers on your team, you're always in the game. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Let's see. How about we uh, talk about Alex Smith in Washington? You think that's going to be? Is he going to play as well as he did at, under in an Andy Reid system, or are we going to really find out that he's been overrated this entire time, Mr. Checkdown? I think it's a terrible, terrible situation. Yes, I do too. I, I was shocked when he went here. Yeah, 
quarterback going to a team with like not that good of a roster doesn't make much sense. Um, to pay him first time I've seen like that. I mean, I understand they got rid of Cousins, but to me, that's just—it's not a good—it's not a good play. That you said you picked him last, and, and I wouldn't be surprised uh, at all because all the other teams—they have a lot going for them, except for them. So I mean, Alex Smith is going to be Alex Smith. He's going to throw for 192 yards and a touchdown and rush for another touchdown. Yeah, but. I, you know, I don't think he's going to have any weapons or anything. I don't think he's as good as a quarterback as Kirk Cousins is. Definitely not. I saw what he did there. So, I think it's a bad situation. I would not be excited if I was a Redskins fan. Well, I mean, they really just, I don't, I can't think of one positive thing to say about the Redskins. <laughs> um, yeah, me neither. Chris Thompson should be fun to watch. Yeah, coming off a broken leg. Yeah. So, so we'll see about that. Jimmy Garoppolo. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. He did take it. Uh, I, did, I did see that uh, lady out on the date. I did see that him and their tight end Greg Kittle. Uh, they're not getting along anymore because after going out with the porn star, it's evident that Jimmy Garoppolo does not like to target tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> did you write that yourself? No, I saw. Oh, good God. Wow. Um, I, I'm excited for a full season of Jimmy G. I'm more excited to see if this is more of the... I want to see how well he does because... I do. You, does anybody remember that, um, that those rumors that came out from New England last year about Belichick trying to sabotage the Patriots' future? And that's why he traded Garoppolo for, like, nothing. Right. I'm interested to see him. Garoppolo, I feel like, is going to be the most exciting quarterback to watch next season. Yeah. Um, I'll put it between him and Watson. Yeah, I was going to say between him and Deshaun. And the 49ers are young, they're dumb, and <laughs> they're ready to play football. Yeah, I don't think the 49ers are going to make the playoffs. I don't think. I think they'll probably go around 8-8 eight and eight, um, just because he still doesn't have that many weapons. Right. I mean, Eric Arsenal's old. Um, I always thought it was kind of interesting that came out here a couple weeks ago, right before the porn star uh, thing came out. Was uh, he sat down? I forget who he sat with, but he was talking about his time in New England, and he said that he would just tell himself, "He's I'm better than this guy ahead of me, so I need to stay ready to go." I mean, and it's a good mindset. You want your backup quarterback oh, yeah. ready at all times, but to really just come out and say, you know, something like that, I'm, I felt like I was better than Tom Brady, uh, and. It, it, it says a lot about what he thinks of himself. Um, and, you know, whenever he was in New England, we never heard a peep out of him because that's New England. That's right. They run things tight ship. They don't. They don't let the media affect their team. Um, it's like North Korea for football, yeah, basically. Yeah, that, that's a really good comparison. Thanks. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see the, the kind of dog that he has inside of him. Whether he's he's going to be like Tom Brady and always come through and, and you know be as prolific as he is or I mean because look at the sample size we've seen uh, it's impressive to win five games in a row with that roster but I don't know I'm not sold completely on Jimmy G yet uh, I think he got his deal but I don't, I don't I'm not 100% sold on him. I've never heard of him until he went to the Patriots <laughs> how about Carson Wentz um, be a guy, you know, 
true. D2. So yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that much coming out of college, but he did win. And that's what I always say. I always look at quarterbacks in college of how they'll transition to the next level. Everybody wants to look at fundamental of their own rules and you know, mechanics. If you can win in college, you can win in the NFL. It's that simple. Uh, and, and at a high level. And he wasn't necessarily at the top level. Unless you went to USC in the yeah, mid 2000s. Yeah. Then you have, then you butt fumble. But uh, I don't know. They, first of all, it's, they they surrounded him well with a lot of good weapons uh, and to make him comfortable on the field. Uh, and though Peterson's done a good job of creating a multitude of running backs that can at least keep the defense on their toes. Oh yeah, and, and it helps a lot. I mean, you, you'd be surprised you're taking a guy like you know. Cam put him in a different Cam Newton put him in a different system. He may play a lot better because of what's surrounding him. A lot of it has to do with if you only have one thing going for you, it's not hard to stop it. You know what's coming. Yeah, because the Giants last year, you knew they were running the ball, and if they did, they had to screw up back there running. So they wouldn't. I mean, they probably put the five people as if she'd the box and drop everybody up. Are you worried about the injury at all? Uh, I mean, I don't think that injury is going to affect the play. But there's always a threat of re-injury. Yeah. And, and, and they did keep uh, Foles on the roster, so yeah. they do have a guy ready to go who can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I think the Browns actually uh, offered a trade for him. Yeah, the Brown, uh, the Browns did offer you. I remember seeing that not too long ago. Like, they get like, that was after Tyrod or something. They they decided to keep him. Swat on their part to keep him. It's insurance. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you had that kind of injury. Yeah. How about Teddy Bridgewater going to the New York Jets? Bust. <laughs> It's a subpar quarterback going to a below par team. Yeah. Yep. And he may not even play. Uh, I like Teddy. I've always heard it from him, but he's not great at anything. Yeah. And then that knee, well, he was a little bit low. But now I can't imagine it to be the same after what happened with his knee. Um, I haven't seen a lot of him last year. Since the injury, so yeah, I mean, the Jets are gonna be the Jets this year. They're gonna, I mean, I, I don't see why you play him over Sam Darnold, yeah, because I think Darnold's gonna win the starting job. They saw him with Cal. yeah, they re signed him, so, then they signed Teddy, and then they still picked Darnold. If anybody with Darnold starts, I think it'll be McCown because he's been there for a few years. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't play Darnold this year or that much this year, but I still think that McCown gets the starting nod and, and Bridgewater never should the field. Yeah, I think that would be the, the safe pick as well. Um, the Jets are still going to stink, though. That division is pretty much New England's division until Belichick packs it in. So, yeah. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens. Well, I don't expect much this year. Harbaugh came out and said he will be on the field, and we're going to get him the ball. Um, and he didn't. 
from what I understand, it's as well. I mean, Jeff Flacco is not elite. <laughs> we can have that conversation some other time. But, yeah. Um, he's going to get his opportunity. Uh, the Steelers being in that division, the Browns are going to be better than they were last year. So, Ravens fans are going to get higher real quick whenever they're, they're scoring 12 points a game. He'll three and out every time. I think uh, he's explosive. I think he's exactly what the Ravens need. I think Crabtree's going to help them. Miss um, Crab. Uh, Mike Wallace, I think. Yeah. Well, he had an eight-year guess, but um, I think they're surrounding better people, but the Ravens themselves, they're not going to contend that division, I wouldn't assume. They have a strong defense, but I'm... I mean, I'm, they're running, they're running game. I mean, they have a few people, but nobody's really stepped out in mind. I think, I think he's going to, I don't think he's going to win the starting job. But I would not be surprised to see him playing by starting by week three or four, actually. Yeah. And I don't know. I like John Harbaugh, man. I think he's going to be a pretty good Yeah. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder because of how far he fell in the draft. I think he's in a good situation. I think that it might be one of those years where if he gets a hold of the starting position, I think he's going to um, be one of those guys that there's not enough film on him, and he's going to win him a couple ball games. Yeah. I would agree with that. So, um, I don't know about winning the division, but I can see them being in contention going down to the wire or even sneaking in as a wild card. Um, just based off of Jackson's play, but I don't expect them to go far with it. And then next year we'll really be see what he can do once the film is – people can really study him and prepare better for him. <sighs> Biggest thing for him mm-hmm. is don't be RG3. Yeah. Uh, you gotta know when to get down. You gotta be smart. I just think that, you know, ha ha. Oh, it's free, isn't it? If the lane's closed? Or are we supposed to stay over there? Oh, no. I need to take a ticket here. The next lane. Yeah, we're, we're navigating right now. Um. Let's let's do two more. Julio Jones is uh, he's coming to camp, so we know he wants more money, but he's going to camp. He left at the fourth. I've always liked Julio because he's a low profile. I just like players that you don't see in the news. Yeah. He's someone you want on your team because he wants to be there. He wants to win. He doesn't. Yeah, sure, he wants his money, and I think he deserves his money uh, more than someone like Jeff Bryant or something like that would. Uh, but he's just a good teammate, and he's good someone someone you like to have on your on, on the field for you, regardless of before the talent level is even considered. He's a great locker room off, guy. Yeah, just based off his character, uh, staying out of trouble. His whole money situation, he injured himself. That's a whole other topic, though. Why? Because he signed the original deal. Because he wanted to represent himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't very, know that. There's very few players that can do that. That can represent themselves and actually give them be treated fairly. Andre Iguodala actually did that last summer with the Warriors. He uh, he totally uh, took it into his own hands and he ended up getting a deal done with him because he almost left. Um, I, I love Julio. Julio's one of my favorite players to watch. 
he's always a great fantasy player to have. Sometimes it's a little sad because sometimes he'll give you two points, other days he'll give you 45. So Yeah, I, uh, I dislike him because he plays in the NFC South. I remember last year when he had that, that was two years ago, he had that 200 yard game against the Panthers. Yeah. He was playing against the Panthers. Oh, that was a bad day for you. Yeah. And I mean, he, he made one of the greatest catches in the Super Bowl that doesn't get remembered because 27-3 got right. happened. Um, 28-3. 28-3, thank you. Anthony with the correction. <laughs> I think he's an exciting player. I get that he wants to get his money, but I, I don't think it's going to change anything. It's going to be business as usual for the Falcons and Matt, um, almost called him Matt Flynn. Wow. <laughs> Matt Ryan. So, I'm just looking forward to another year of Julio and hoping that he stays healthy. So, last one I got is a Raiders one, and it's not a player. It's John Gruden coming back to Oakland on the biggest coaching contract ever. It's got to be. Yeah. Ten years, $100 million. That's a that's – a, this is going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. Uh, I do too, Lane. I do too. Brought up that, you know, whenever Gruden came in the first time, he was a uh, he was a coach, and that's all he was. He was a coach, and that's all he was. Now he's a superstar. He's a not a superstar, but you know he's a he's a celebrity. He's a celebrity. He's yeah. Made a lot of money. Uh, he's been dealing with an agent who deals with all of his you know work that would usually consist of you know contacting your players and you know trying to get. He's not. He hasn't done that in ten years. Uh, he's used to having someone else take care of all of his business. Uh, and I, I don't. I'm interested to see how that transitions and how the players react to that, uh, as far as that goes, and, and not not really being there like a typical coach would. I, I think that that contract was kind of foolish to sign. Yeah. It doesn't really make any sense to me to, to sign a guy that hasn't coached in ten years to a ten year deal. I think Gruden's one of the you know, best football minds that we have, but it doesn't always cut it. Not anymore. It has to do with dealing with your players and morale it's, and all that. It's similar to what happened to Phil Jackson in New York, even though he wasn't the coach. It was like, oh, he's Phil Jackson. He's won 11 championships. And yep. Phil Jackson's out of touch and old and doesn't care. Yeah, what it, like it. Yeah. Didn't want to travel and all that stuff. And those players that he won championships with, like. Yeah. Gruden still hasn't reached out to Khalil. We're going to lose Khalil, man. Oh. <laughs> he can come to the Panthers. No, he can't. He can go to Cleveland. I'll allow yeah. him to go to Cleveland. I don't need him. I will not care. They, no, they still need him. They still need him. They need him on both sides. So. I'm, I'm worried. It, my main thing is just like you, that he's been out of it so long. 
how can, is he able to really come back and get these players to listen to him and, and get the culture to change? I thought firing Del Rio was asinine last year because we're a year removed from being in the playoffs and being one of the best teams in the NFL before um, Derek got hurt. I feel like there's more to that story that we have. Something happened. I heard some rumors he lost the locker room, but I was like, how do you lose the locker room in, like, one year? Yeah. Like, what changed? Did something change with him that made the players not want to listen to him anymore? I think it was a – it felt very out of the Al Davis playbook. Just win, baby. You didn't win? Sorry. Yeah. It was very Al Davis-like of Martin Davis, so. Yeah. So that's what I think. And then they were – and then – in another Al Davis move, it's like, let's go hire somebody else that we that we used to coach us, that we traded for money in 2002 and then lost the Super Bowl. Oh, I ain't bitter. <sighs> Last thing I want to talk about is uh, Carmelo Anthony says, new Rockets forward, Carmelo Anthony, got cut by the Hawks um, after the, the – uh, wait, he didn't get traded. Yeah, the Hawks bought him – he got traded to the Hawks – from Oklahoma City, then the Hawks bought him out, and then he signed with the Rockets. So the Rockets now have a one-two-three punch of CP3, James Harden, and Carmelo Anthony. And just like last season, uh, when I don't know, reporters asked him if he would sit on the bench for the greater good of the Thunder, Carmelo says, "I'm not sitting on the bench." <laughs> so, what, what's your take on this? Anybody? Would you rather have a Reza or a Melo? A Reza. I don't know why a Reza went to Phoenix, but out of any everywhere, free agent, you think you get somewhere in contention. But as far as Melo goes, I think Melo's always given you whatever he wanted to give you. I mean, I think the biggest key to whether he'll be successful in Houston or not is how well he gets along with Martin and Chris Paul. Did okay in Oklahoma City, but I never really saw him comfortable. Uh, James Harden's already come out and said, "I like the fit. It's going to fit with us. It's going to be great." Yeah, um, things like that. With a player that's emotional like Carmelo is, uh, has taken games off like Carmelo has, <laughs> seasons off like Carmelo has. He's just a very emotional player, and I think it has a lot of ties to that. And I'm interested, interested to see. If him slacking off all these years means he still has something to think. <laughs> I was wondering that too. He feels like he, he's, he's in condition. I mean, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that, you know, I don't want that guy on my team, but he is a, a generational story talent. Um, and, and, you know, you, you look at the difference from a reason to, to him, it's the biggest thing you want to point out is defense. But the Rockets shoot 83s a game, they don't care about it. So, and you have B.J. Tucker who plays the same position that can come in and, and walk somebody up and eat. Yeah. So I think it'll work out. I don't know that they beat the Warriors because of it. Uh, that's to be seen in how well it works out. I mean, they almost beat the Warriors this year if CP3 hadn't been a little... That's true. <sighs> wuss. I restrained myself. If I hadn't been a little wuss and like, oh, my hamstring hurts. I don't care if we're two games away from the finals. It'd be different if he didn't suit up. The fact he suited up really made me mad. It's like, don't suit up and sit there like you're going to play. I think he suited up for... Don't tell me team morale. For the game plan of the Warriors. Shh. I feel like they have to change. They, 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 they got two different game plans whether he plays or not. 
It might have been a psychological thing. Alright, I might play, I might not. Because the reports were already saying he wasn't going to play, so... Oh, I don't remember if Yeah, I just... I mean, it's... Like, if you're hurt, you're hurt. Just roll up in street clothes. Don't sit on the bench like you're about to go in the game. No. That's not how that works. Two games from the NBA Finals. People been crapping on you your whole life for not being able to get in the Conference Finals. You finally get there. You go up 3-2 on one of the, big, the best teams in NBA history. And you're telling me you can't force your hamstring to play through game six or seven... I don't like Chris Paul. I mean, Isaiah Thomas played game six of the 1988 NBA Finals with a severely sprained ankle and scored 25 points. Michael yeah. Jordan had the sniffles one time. He scored a lot of points, too. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I know, but I just told you he said it. <laughs> Michael Jordan had the flu. Sniffles. Some say it was a hangover, but he had a flu and scored 37 points in Game 5 in the NBA Finals in 1997. You're telling me your hamstring hurts too much? 2018, go out there and throw some assists and hit a couple threes, especially as well as you was playing this year. This series is a chance for him to change my opinion on his whole career, and he didn't want it. He didn't want my approval. LeBron James had a hangnail. Still had a triple double. LeBron James played games two through four in the NBA Finals with a broken hand. <laughs> he did. Uh, Melo, I don't think Melo was washed either. I, I think he's literally been waiting to get himself in a good situation. This might finally be it. And you can say, oh, he had a good situation in Oklahoma City last year, but he was just happy to be out of New York. He was just taking a year off. <laughs> get, get, try to figure out what it's like to not play under the limelight in the big city anymore. So I think Houston will be a good fit. I want him to do well. I, I do like Melo as a player. I think he's gotten an extremely bad reputation over the last five or six seasons, especially since leaving Denver for New York. So I'm looking forward to seeing him possibly uh, resurrect what's left of his career in Houston. So we're uh, 15 minutes out, according to uh, Google Maps. Anybody have any other thoughts before we do our NFL, do our Super Bowl predictions? We do it every episode. We do Super Bowl predictions. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember who I picked last. Time. I don't either. So, uh, since the show is called Lemon on the Edge, Lane Lemon, please give us your 2018 Super Bowl picks and winner. You should have told me we were doing this earlier. It was your idea to do it every episode. Whenever you only have an episode every two months, it's kind of hard to Hey, 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 stop blaming yourself. It's okay. Oh, man. Well, I guess since I already said it earlier, I'll get Minnesota out of the NFC. I just think that they're the most complete team. So they can avoid the injury bug. Uh, then I think I think they're have, have the best chance at the NFC, uh, AFC. It's hard to go against the Patriots. You do not want to. I don't want to pick the Patriots. I can't. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Who's good to be in 
Uh, the Patriots. Uh, I think a sleeper this year. Uh, we've slowly got a lot of talent, though. I don't think I'm going to pick you're like describing the team I'm thinking. The Chargers have a lot of. <laughs> the Chargers? No, that's not. Philip Rivers is going to the Super Bowl. I don't know, man. That the AFC I think is clearly the weaker of the two uh, conferences. Just like the East and the Maybe NBA. It come back to me. I don't know. It's come back to you now. <laughs> Do you want me to read you a list of teams, Lane? Sure. Division by division in my head. Hold on, I'm waiting on my signal. Jeez. I think the Texans. The Texans have a great roster. You think they're Super Bowl roster? Yeah, Super Bowl roster. Super Bowl roster. If they stay healthy, because their defense got decimated. I think DeAndre Hopkins is the toughest three wide receiver in the league. Still? Oh yeah. Yeah. You gotta think, he's been putting up these stats with him, with Tom Savage and Matt Schaub and, you know, just a bunch of no-name guys. Yeah. And now he's finally got somebody back there, and then you got Will Fuller on the other side, who's the complete opposite of uh, the type of wide receiver he is. Just a complete burner. I think they have the tools to go. Uh, I know the distance, really. I mean, Lamar Miller's a respectable running back in the backfield. You want to give him snaps? I'll tell you about that one. I'm going to go Texans. I'm going to go Vikings, Texans. Vikings, Texans. And I think uh, the Vikings will win. All right. Well, for my AFC pick, I'm literally scrolling through teams right now. My AFC pick is going to be the Indianapolis Colts with Andrew Luck coming back. The Indianapolis Colts are going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> they will face the Philadelphia Eagles. And they will lose to the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles are going to repeat. Back to back like Drew. Will no longer exist. That's true. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Alright, so Lane, that's our show. Do you, Andy, do you want to play the Super Bowl predictions game? Sure. Okay, we'll play. What? Yeah. All you got to do is pick two teams and a winner. Doesn't matter if it makes any sense. AFC, I think Jacksonville. Because I just think the way they're built. They don't need a QB to... So carry it. I think it's as long as the Orioles doesn't lose them. They don't need a QB. So I agree. I mean, yeah, the roster is one of the best in the league. And then NFC, I like the Eagles to go back and repeat. But just for to switch it up, I think Jacksonville's going to win it. Okay, Jacksonville Jaguars, Super Bowl champions. Yeah, <laughs> the dream since two thousand, since nineteen ninety six, yeah. is finally coming true. Happen for somebody. I mean, it's not going to happen for Cleveland this year. Mike, would you like to play the Super Bowl guessing game? <laughs> Eagles and Jacksonville. Eagles, he's going with Anthony. Okay. There we go. See, I think we, we think we think a lot alike. Well, Eagles are thinking a Okay, he's going a little different. He's saying Eagles. All right. Now that I'm done being a bad host and letting y'all play too, <laughs> this has been Lemon on the Edge. Um, brought to you by hyphenpodcastgroup.com. 
Um, we will be back sooner than later this time because we got to do that basketball show with Marcus. And then we're working on a more permanent solution to getting Lane his spotlight that he needs and he craves. That's right. And also I'm building, building a podcast studio, so that can help too. Um, thanks for listening. You can find this show anywhere where podcasts are sold. And until next time, where I'm paying our toll. Until next time, shout out to the Hall of Fame. We're going to Browns camp. And may Cam Newton stay healthy. Khalil Mack not hold out all season. Josh Gordon actually play. And the Browns win multiple games this year. Later. We out. Anthony, you want to sign off? See you later, guys.